This and every podcast is brought to you by Claypot. Claypot is a restaurant located at 58 St. Mark's Place in New York City. Go check it out. It's a wonderful location. Great food. Authentic Claypot dishes made Cantonese style. It's such a good time. You can use code word 506 if you dine in for a buy one, get one free, any two-topping Claypot dish. And if you want to have it to go, oh, you can't use the promo for that, sorry. But if you want it to go... Uh, Claypot is no longer on Grubhub and Seamless. They delivered themselves. You can actually just go straight to their website. You can also go on their Instagram and like click the deliver button, apparently. So that's pretty cool. Talk about like new age tech. Anyway, today's podcast is with my good friend Alex and my roommate Josh also joins us. It's a really interesting collaboration between the exercise science world and the acting world. And the main focus is really... I mean, like, being in your body, which is <laughs> so cool. And a lot of it is breathing, and I'm sorry if I've said some terms that apparently aren't um, mainstream, I guess. Like, I didn't really explain the Wim Hof method, but Josh luckily called me out on that. So I'll work on that. I'll get better at it. But without further ado, here is... specifically choose like exercise science instead of like pt or ot and then like that just means physical therapy or occupational therapy i think yeah well exercise science goes into physical therapy because physical therapy is just graduate school oh okay exercise science is undergraduate i'm just dumb i don't know (laughs) the world the world's my oyster in terms of like do i want to like i'm also getting a minor nutrition because it's just yeah i feel like with the podcast that we both listen to like you're you're you gotta be ball, balls deep in it's that like, kind of line of thing, which like is crazy. Three or four extra classes, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's worth it if, if you're getting value out of it. I'm also just really curious, like if universities are actually teaching the same things that we might see, like Dr. Rhonda Patrick talking about, like probiotics and like. Do you see any of that actually emerging in? Well, I'm only I'm only in my second year, so it's right. Like, <laughs> every, yeah, no, no, no. But I, I still like go into like I like to see like okay, what classes are required? What am I going to go into? It's like pretty broad, pretty broad, but like course everyone's got a little anatomy that's never going to change and um it only like starts to get iffy like you like you learn the stuff you take the test but like take it with the grain of salt like exercise exercise because that's such a, a such a new new field like people have like muscle fibers that are affected by genetics whereas like maybe not like i was just listening to a joe rogan podcast where like he had a doctor on doctor on he like this guy like as a hobby, helps UFC fighters, like, moderate their training, like, random ass shit, like, just, like, I, one, one, th- one example was, um, like, if most people don't have good running mechanics, they heel strike. Yeah. So, yeah. He, he, like, he helps the coaches by, like, 
he talks to all the coaches, he looks at the programs, and he goes through all the shit that they're doing. And he does stuff like, okay, what's the least, what's the simplest cardio that uses the whole body for the most effect? And it's like the rowing machine or like, you know what assault bikes are? No. It's like, oh, it's like a regular like... bike where you get handles that go like in and out. Uh-huh. So like whole body, I use that for my, my sprint intervals that I do like every other week or once a week or whenever I can. And so that's like, okay, how do you get, how do you, how do you like, what was I talking about? <laughs> using your body. Using your body, using your body. Yeah, 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 yeah. With, with the UFC fighter. UFC fighter, the... yeah. He, so this, this doctor helps UFC fighters uh, like change their, their training plan for some. Yeah, let me just like, if I remember his name, I'll probably know what he actually did. But I think it's also just really interesting because what you brought up is something that a lot of people that I've encountered in uh, like the PTOT kind of sphere have said is like after taking their classes, they realize like how nobody actually like fucking walks right. And it's like horrendous. <laughs> like it's like, oh my oh, God, this yeah. is so bad for you. But if there's anything you can do to like fine tune any exercise, like how you use your feet and breathing mechanics, those two things are like, such overlooked aspects of training that if you bring that up to any like any like reasonable like gym coach for like like jujitsu or or fucking like soul cycle or something <laughs> i don't know but like breathing mechanics just like breathing it out like no but that makes sense because like yeah. like um like with the ufc i know with uh Alistair Overeem, for some time before post TRT test P, you know, USADA testing and shit when, you know, homeboy gets a little softer. No offense, don't kill me. <laughs> but um, I know he had been training with um, Wim Hof, who was like doing the, the Wim Hof, the yoga breathing exercises. So I thought that was like super interesting. Um, whether or not that yielded to any like results, uh, homeboy kind of got knocked out. Uh, <laughs> but, but like, it's interesting that like breathing is also, and, and if you've ever seen the documentary with, um, uh, the Gracie documentary. I think it's choke. It might be choke. Yeah, hoist. Yeah, uh, and he, you can see him do like the belly yeah, exercises. Yeah. Like he he has such a like amazing control of his breathing. He can like do make his abs go in a wave and like compress it in like this and like move it around. And he says it's like nope, breath is literally everything. It, it dictates and paces the, your entire like how you want to do. It. And that's the same. That's kind of like the same instruction that we have at like like jujitsu right now. Is that like every move has to be. Don't forget to breathe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't forget to breathe. I love it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I can definitely see how breath is really interesting in that. And then I know with Carlos Condit, his coach, uh, when he was... Because he's kind of the first one to do with movement training before Connor had made, like, Ido Portal, like, super huge and be like, whoa, movement training is the new thing that, like, makes you, like, the best, like, you know, amazing, like, fighter, killer guy, you know? And, and Condit, he had, like, a consultation with somebody and they, they recommended... Like, after watching him, like, you know, go a few rounds in the ring, he said, okay, what, what do you think I could work on? And the the expert just says, like, dude, your your feet just suck. Like, you, your foot strength sucks. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, your footwork is lacking because your feet just don't have the strong enough, like, stability or the muscles to actually, like, do what you want to do. 33 joints. There's 33 joints in your feet each? Or? No, there's, or maybe it's 33 bones, but it's like, it's like. Yeah, yeah, I get It's like literally, mean. like, as many at least as many like parts of your hand is like your feet because like monkeys yeah monkeys yeah yeah, yeah but it's like like to make that arch you gotta like like think of like any any arch there's like stones that make up that arch it's not just like one long stone that mm-hmm. like meets at the middle it's like 
like like sort of like cubish trapezoid bone whatever next to another cubish trapezoid bone next to the other cubish trapezoid bone whatever and just got that whole like base like that's why there are cues in like squatting like to grip the ground because you're tightening this which tightens this calf muscle which tightens this hip muscle and so you got the knees driving out right you got all the weight directed up and you got all that ligament joint bone support like optimized it, yeah and engaged yeah 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 it's, oh, that's so that's so cool um i love this man this is so in line it sounds like what you guys were talking about even with movement training and breath this is all shit that we study in acting school these are my classes my classes are voice and speech which is essentially like four years of breathing school um movement classes in which we learn how to like use i mean it's more collaborative and creative i suppose but there's you can certainly be creative in the way you like use your body to like fight another person mm-hmm. um but google plot as fuck <laughs> yeah. yeah um and yeah so, so so movement and breath this is this, these are like the two you know being in touch with your body and you know responding and also having like being in touch with your breath and in control of your breath and you know, we do exercises where we, like, breathe like other people in the room, and that sort of, like, uh, undeniably changes your, your, like, inner working and your thought process, how you, like, carry yourself through the room, um, than if you're just breathing in your normal breathing, breathing patterns. We, we have this, um, sort of group of, with this way of thinking, it's it's a class, but it's also like a sort of a method, I suppose. It's a methodology. It's called the Alexander Technique. Have you heard of it? I have. My yeah. friend took a breathing class, and he told me about it. Exactly. Like, I study don't... of the use of the body, essentially. What was the... Like, oh, no. The, I actually the direction, it, yeah. Bizarrely, you know. Like, posture and... Well, posture, not exactly, because posture implies, like, you're holding yourself a certain way. Right, It's right. more to do um, with, like, like um, however... finding a... Su- like, the supported... Essentially, the the place of the most support, mm. and and it's a knowledge, it's an erasing of awareness of like when you like when and where you are holding tension in your body and how you are using yourself and what your response is. You mm. know, like it's practicing the concept of inhibition, which is literally just like when you go to move or like say something a certain way or uh, notice what you're doing and say I'm moving my. Uh, hand to like pick up this phone but I'm also like slightly tensing in my neck or like I'm moving my other arm this way and it's like do I need to move myself that way or is that just my habit is that just the way that my body is like sort of conditioned itself so I when you were talking about you know essentially the amount of bones we have in our feet that level of tuning into like parts of your body is something that I, I don't know, that resonated very strongly with me because that's just, oh, yeah, that's, that's what we do, you know. We check in with our spines all the time yeah. uh, in, in that class as well and, like, thinking about your pelvis, your support. And then, and then this this is getting a little, maybe a little more esoterical, but then, you do, you, you know, breathing centers are chakras and, and, and places where, like, energy is held in the body. But that is also present in our uh, sort of, like, breathing voice and speech um you feel it Glasses. in a certain place, yeah. B- because sounds literally resonate like deeper in the body on certain vowels. Like, yeah. ooh. Like, ooh is a very deep sound, and like, 
resonates in, you know, the chest, but also it evokes almost this this is where archetype comes in. It evokes an idea of a certain low like place. And so part of this weird vocal warm up that we have um starts with the sound zoo zoo and it's like primordial you know it sounds like ooze and it and it works its way up to different places in the body which is and there's some like there's some crazy religious imagery Mm -hmm. in like the ladder it climbs too dude because it's like the primordial ooze in the hips and like the lower you know the viscera of the body yeah and it makes its way up through the stomach to like the the hips um to the chest to the heart right um to the mouth the eyes and then the head, and then the idea of the the, the top vowel, which is a, a yeah. it, it's it's brie. Yeah. The, the 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 vowel is e e. It's like hmm. in oh, the yeah. heavens, though it shoots out. And so these two images of like the low primordial ooze, and then the like the heavens yeah. above, which is somehow connected to you know whatever the, the idea of the divine is, because in Shakespeare. There is, you know, reason, logos, is the thing that connects you. Um, your thought, your ability for consciousness. I don't yeah. know. I just no, I love that. Just like, I love that. There. No, I just thought it was interesting that your, your, your breathing was like off the top. Because that's the same as like, um, with like... I skipped, I mean, I feel... I like know, you, you definitely... I, 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 I went from zoo all the way to... There's a lot in between there. You no, know, yeah, I think I think obviously. there's some some overlap and similarities with like yoga. Like, oh yeah, yeah. When people try to do like, at the start when you're like straight, like was like mountain pose or something, then you bend over. I forget what that pose name is called. Or roll down. Roll down. But when you roll back up, they like no one ever just like goes up like on a hinge on no, the no, hips. No, 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 no. It's, it's like, like spine by spine. Yeah, you roll. You literally roll up. Roll up. Yeah, man. And it's like we do. I do the amount of times I like go into like a roll down pose a day in classes I've been doing that shit every day since freshman year I don't know I, I feel more comfortable like crawling on the floor or like mm. I don't know <laughs> you're doing like high skips around a room yeah than I do like walking walking down combat yeah. Well, yeah I mean like movement is so is so underrated yeah. like Especially early when you're talking about being mindful about like what you're moving and how you're using yourself. Yeah, yeah. that's not like you, you should because like athletes, I think, would definitely benefit from Alexander. Yeah, yeah. musicians. Yeah. It's very important yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Musicians. That's why I was yeah. So that's like, why with the the Brie thing that you were talking about, yeah. how it like goes off the top of your head. I know that's how classical like opera singers are, are taught to like. You want the note to come beyond your the top of your head it's yeah. not coming from you like you can hear the it's also, it's and it's the same i feel like it's the same study of energy that um we talk about with physical acting when it's when you're like molding the space hmm. when you're essentially using images or whatever you're somehow ev- evoking this extension of presence beyond yourself which is vibration right which is like your sound your voice your actual like how you are affecting the the waves of the air but also it's just in like i don't know the projection of energy is really cool yeah (laughs) that's that's all yeah you're on that topic yeah you know and you know um elevation masks yeah they 
They're like, um, it kind of looks, have you ever seen a runner with like the Bane looking thing? It's like covering their Yes. Yes. Yeah. So So I I found out that's, you can't really mimic elevation with those. Yeah. It just restricts your. It restricts your breathing. Yeah. But what I found out is that you can use to train back nasal dominant breathing. Because you know how I'm like, I don't know if you watch Stranger Things. I haven't, but I've seen the scene where like one of the kids is like to 11 is like, he was a a dang mouth breather or something. It's like that kind of thing of like if you breathe from your mouth dominantly, it's like poor breathing mechanics because you're like, you, when you start to breathe in your mouth, but you're like when you're exercising, it's like usually in like a fight or flight adrenaline pumped state, whereas normally you should be in your nose. There are actually nerves in your nose that detect air going through and dilates your your like blood vessels. It's like, it's, it's whack. It's oh, like, it's in your nose. Yeah. So it's like, you're like... Like yeah, nice everyone's gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hate being congested. It's the worst. Yeah, yeah that's I. I realized that I was like a mouth breather for a large portion, and that's just because I had like really severe allergies, and I was always, yeah, so it's always like, and I hate it. But like the times that I I can breathe out of my nose when I'm like lucky enough that it's not clogged, it definitely feels different. Yeah, yeah and it's just like it all affects how you're what sort of like energized state your body is in like like in yoga like people like they like they emphasize nose breathing as sort of like in through the nose out through the mouth or something or at least timing the breath with the movement it's like there's so there are like certain key things about breathing that aren't emphasized whereas like you can you can go deep into the chemistry breathing but after like after like after like someone understands it like okay if you do this and you feel good, that means you need that you can fix your breathing in that way. Like if you breathe a certain way, like if you breathe through your nose for a little bit and like just not like not all through your mouth and like maybe like five minutes later you feel a little calmer, okay, so that means like you, you can stand to develop your breathing in that way. Or like sort of pacing your breath. There there are certain things you can do like in certain again, yoga, but like just stretching in general, where if you take longer to exhale or take longer to inhale, it signals to your body like, okay, it's time to relax, to get loose. You're not you're not overcharged, you're not in your fight or flight response, you're just letting just letting stretch stretch. You can use the breathing and your thinking in such a way that focusing on either is doing the other a disservice, but like once you get a basic understanding of either, you can go into like little details like, okay, Am I allowing my lungs to expand as much as I can? Am I, yeah? How am I using it? my How am I using my arms or like or is my spine in this? Like, am I on balance? Like, are my feet on the floor? Right, right, yeah. right. and like you can like like with that like you can feel like if you go to reach for something or if you go to like do some kind of movement, like maybe some people are trained out of it. Maybe we can do it as kids, but I know I used to move furniture one summer, and so coming from like coming from like lifting I, I I started to look into like how to brace yourself with the breathing and like I started to notice from like a couple years from a couple years ago like okay moving with the breath is really effective especially when I'm more like very mindful of it from the get-go because mm-hmm. I can carry it over like if I if I lift something I like breathe in brace lift it if it's heavy and then like if I need to carry it I can like time my breath to my steps like even like when I when like anyone who's run has taken 
has taken some kind of rhythm, whether conscious or unconsciously. Yeah. Like either like th- yeah, two yeah. steps, three steps, or four steps with each breath, like in or out. Like usually, usually if you get mindful of it enough, you get like okay, regularly I'm gonna take three steps, breathe one, two, three, like 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 if my hands are like. Yeah. Like you like yeah, while yeah, you're yeah. breathing, you're like. Sounds like a sounds like a seven minute mile. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. But uh, but yeah, it's like it's like stuff like that. Like, you get like, breathing and timing, breathing and moving. That's like, very basic, and like immediately someone can see like this definitely feels easier than if I'm like, breathing while I'm moving, or like not breathing while I'm moving, like, ending a breath while I'm like in the middle of moving, like halfway through a squat. You're like. You yeah, yeah, you don't it's wanna... the worst. It, yeah. Like you can't, you can't finish it up. You're like, I have no more like energy almost. Yeah, right? exactly. That's his life, man. Yeah, oxygen. That's oxygen. why. <laughs> that's why you act on the line. That's why you like breathing and acting is really important because it's your inspiration. It's it's like what you're doing when you're um what you're what we're trying to essentially evoke in Meisner is a passing of energy back and forth. And the reason that it's like I say something, then you say something, it's because it's forcing you to like basically like throw a ball of energy and then get ready to catch it and as you're getting ready to catch it you catch it and receive it's a that's why i mean it's a tennis match but it's but the exchange is a passing of energy back and forth and breath is energy right breath is life yeah yeah, yeah. yeah sure i'm i was actually just like really interested if like what would be like the like you said that when people run people have different paces is there like a like a general rule of thumb of what people should kind of follow. like I can't imagine you like inhale on one step and then exhale on like five is a good way of like running you know what I mean so like yeah. do the numbers like have to match up or like can you do like three breathing in and two exhaling like well usually usually people find their own rhythm and it like kind of depends on fitness and how hard you're going and the intensity of the run like I'd say for like a jog where just like I guess I usually just do like warm-up jogs it's usually like three maybe four if I'm like like three breaths per step yeah but i mean that sounds about right yeah because it's like if it's four then i'm like really trying to like dial in on my like nose breathing but if it's like three like i'm just like just trying to get my body warm i'm not trying to have like a mindful jog which has its place but Uh like it's pretty pretty individual like 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 if you're sprinting you're just gonna you're gonna be in like whatever if eric can get through that hole breathe through that hole yeah yeah, like because like like that's that's because like I've I've done a sprint I did a sprint piece a couple weeks ago and I was like, okay maybe I can like breathe through my nose for the first piece but like I'm doing six pieces here, and by the, by halfway through these pieces I know I'm gonna be like, like a fish out of water, <laughs> so it's like. Most ninety nine percent people can stand to benefit from dialing their breathing in the, a mindful exercise. Yeah. But it's like you like develop it. It's like it's like a practice. You like develop it. It's not like. You can prescribe something, and even if you do, you have to have some kind of understanding of the individual and their what their goals are and what they're what they're doing, the activity, intensity level, and all that. Mm-hmm. And um, like what, like if you know, but I, I was curious what your opinion on like the Wim Hof method was. I do it almost every day. <laughs> okay, sick. Do you take uh, cold showers? Oh yeah, that that <laughs> knocks me out. That's so. Wait, what do you mean by knocks? I do. Out? I do it before bed. Knocks what? Me out. I do it in the morning. And Why it do you do it in the morning? That doesn't make it. Either. How does it knock you out? I mean, I guess you feel cold like showers? super fresh. Yeah. 
It's 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 weird, man. I That's do it. it. It's I one of those things for those of us not familiar with the Wim Hof oh. method. <laughs> um, I will play the part of an unknowledgeable audience member right now. Yeah, okay. um, I mean, you do it. So would yeah, you like to explain it? So it is uh, several, like three or four part method of like sort of. It's like a mindfulness practice. It basically, I love the is method. yeah. And it's uh so the main part is the breathing. So basically, you. You uh you get this sort of carbon dioxide debt, where you're breathing so kind of you're you're hyperventilating, mm-hmm. until you're hyperventilating like thirty or forty breaths, yeah, and you lose too much CO two, so you get maybe get lightheaded or something, but then you hold, yeah, I'm just explaining the method right now, and then we go on why you hold no breath in your lungs for as long as you can. Usually, once you get to like ninety minutes, you'll feel that. Are you talking about ninety seconds? Like yeah, clearing yeah. out the lungs? Yeah, 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 dude. We this isn't this is Linklater exercise. That is a Linklater voice exercise that we do our freshman year. It's we call it vacuuming the lungs. I want to know why you guys. Wait, wait. Yeah. And then and all then, no, but this is all done in the same yeah. exercise. Yeah. And then once you take once you feel that urge to breathe, you take in a breath, hold that for ten fifteen, sort of squeeze, and that sort of like somehow affects your blood vessels in a way that like gets the blood flow going or something but like you do this you do this method for like like three at least three or four rounds and that like you get such an amount of oxygen in your body you're, you're saturated you're saturated with oxygen and so after three or four rounds you probably get a little bit tingly or lightheaded and then like like a couple times it's like it's almost hallucinogenic because you're just you're so you're getting oxygen high that's basically what it is so like once I like I saw like a, a circle, like, of like, just like a circle like I don't know just like on the ceiling I was like okay that's cool I guess, and then like after like I sort of had normal breathing for a few seconds it was, I was fine, but the thing about the breathing is it gets your adrenaline going, because you're like you're breathing like, <gasps> we're not like that you're like, Like, you're letting the breath out, but you're taking in as much oxygen as it feels like... This is voice and speech as fuck, dude. Yeah. But with that adrenaline going, it's a perfect time to do something that would take a lot of bravery, which is a cold shower. And the cold shower... Cold shower has, like, all this all this shit for, like, your your hormones and your, your like... Inf- like, like inflammation is the big inflammation one. Inflammation is the big your one, circulation yeah. too. Circulation. Yeah. That's cool. Like, you're like... You'll just be clear-headed. There was a, yeah. yeah, there was a point of time where I was taking yeah. cold showers. I don't know why I stopped. Maybe I should be taking yeah. cold But this showers. is like but, ice cold. Like, oh. like, like <laughs> as yeah. cold as you can. For as long as you can. But like usually like a few minutes. And But the crazy, crazy thing about this is that when this Wim Hof guy who pioneered this method was hooked up to like all this like blood testing and like immune system measuring. He was part of a study to study this method and its effect on the immune system. And of the patients, there are people that did do it, people that didn't do it. He was the person that did do it. His immune response to this toxin that usually gives you like a flu, like symptoms, like you're like, you're feeling shitty, you don't want to do anything, you run a nose, whatever. He got a headache after doing like the breathing method while they basically infected him with this so like toxic body it turns your immune system to be like more resilient yeah but like you're consciously training your immune yeah. system that's crazy yeah it was just an unconscious thing and that's like ah! you can Yum. like you can like argue the science all day 
But the actual fact of it is that this guy like trained his immune system, trained his, trained his cold tolerance. He hiked up to Mount Everest's like death zone. Like maybe he didn't go past it. I don't know, but he hiked up Mount Everest's death zone in shorts. Board shorts. Yeah, and like snowshoes. Snowshoes. And snowshoes, he, he wanted to do barefoot, wow. but he needed it because he couldn't get the grip on the snow. That yeah. was the reason why. Awesome. And the shorts is just because like when they take his picture, they don't want his dick flying out, I guess. And <laughs> he could train a measurable response in normal people by like five days. Okay, but here's the big question. It's crazy. Can he levitate? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's... it's it feels like, like he is. So, yeah. It feels like you are. <laughs> But it's like it's like so weird because like it's just breathing in cold water. There's some like some stretching too, but like yeah. that's for like loosening up the muscles around. But it's it's crazy. I try to do it every day. Cold showers, man. So okay, do you do do you do like the breathing exercise? Take a cold shower, have your day, come yeah. back. Do you do the breathing exercise again and then take a cold shower and go to bed? I usually just do it in the morning because like that's when my I'm like I'm an empty stomach. I have more room to breathe. Yeah, because I feel like the whole thing, like, if I took a cold shower, I don't think I would be able to go to sleep. Like, I'll feel super clean, yeah. you know, and, like, like even, like, the, like, my you, hair you think usually that. feels, yeah. But the, the, the thing about that is that the rebound of your body warming up is, like, you're just washed over with, like, oh, it's just gonna, to sleep. like, just, yeah, really? Yeah, it's, like, oh, you'll feel, you'll feel sleepy, like, 10, 15 minutes, you, like, dry off, get some, like, undies on. You like I don't know what some me undies. Yeah, me undies. You like you brush your teeth and you're like you sit down and you're like I'm tired. <laughs> I want to go to sleep. And if you like, that's like that's like sleep pressure. You're like you're not knocked out, but like you just want to sleep. I don't know the science of it, but I know that it works. Like it's 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 probably I've been reading like a sleep book too. I'm like halfway through that, and it's like something to do with like there's waves of like sleep pressure where like you know in like the night you get a second wind. That's, like, another peak of the wave, and, like, the other peak was, like, I don't know, like, 11 or 10 or something, and so it goes up and down. I think one of them was, like, there, there were two reasons for that. One of them was your circadian rhythm, like, what, where are you, where is the sunlight going? And the other one is, like, how your body knows it's time to sleep is that you have these adenosine metabolites built up, which is because, which is because of adenosine triphosphate, ATP, is used up. You got that adenosine left over because your other phosphates are, are used up probably probably it's oversimplification but that's what makes sleep pressure happen is like you got all this used up and you're just like just trying to sleep and that's what happened and caffeine actually works by blocking those receptors mm-hmm. so you're not sleepy and a caffeine crash is when that caffeine's all your body and you're just fucking feel all that adenosine all in one and like Oh, and go. Wait, like, wait, wait, not like that, but like, it's like weighing you down. Like, you don't want to do anything. Cause, like, that caffeine crash is like, you're like getting sleep, yeah. sleep debt, and the sleep bank is like <laughs> foreclosing you. Foreclosing you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's just crazy how much, like, what you said, the, the breathing and, like, feet are, are so undervalued. And, and that makes sense in the, the exercise science field of things. And I'm, curious about what are your plans for incorporating exercise science with like nutrition like is well, it is there a practice where you would be able to be the advisor for both of those you know like normally you would have like a dietitian or you would have yeah. like a physical therapist so i was just wondering how how do you plan on like balancing these two or is it just like a invested interest that uses it's a little of both i'd say like it's mostly invested interest because i have all this like podcast exposure 
order some books, go on YouTube sometimes. Of course, I like I'm a I'm a healthy twenty year old man. I'm big and strong, so I like I like the muscle muscle science like protein time, meal timing, meal quantity, meal frequency, eating window, like all that shit. Yeah, like understandable. Like I like kind of I'm kind of starting at the end here. Like what's useful to me? I like what is what's like anatomy and. How do carbo? <laughs> no, work? but I mean, I feel like yeah. that's like a good method of like even yeah. exploring the field. Like you want to do at, le- at least you're doing the things that yeah. like interest you. You know, because yeah. like there's always like vague jobs. Like you can be a consult. You can consult for yeah. like things. And like to do that, I'd like have to have some sort of like get that piece of paper, Marnie nutrition major in exercise phys. That's like okay, he has some credibility. Yeah. And then from there, like, hopefully al- along the way to the uh, course of my, my college years, I'll get some sort of, like, intern work at some, somewhere or another. But um, right now I'm trying to get on this, like, assistant coach gig at the rowing team at my school. But the coach won't reply to my email, <laughs> even when he was demonstrating, like, a, like a half, halfway pistol squat. And I was like, oh, I just did that for my workout dropped ass to the ankles in front of him and the people he was demonstrating to and this cute girl what are you with and he still has a reply to my email and he's like yo I'll reply soon and I was like okay but like it's perfect form yeah see you tomorrow <laughs> yeah, exactly I was like get me some like hours working with people like like I, I can do something I sent him like here's how you make a core that doesn't use sit-ups and like is effective and it's like I found this like one doctor is like a like life's work is on the spine and like making it stable. Yes. Yeah. And he's like so this dude's named Stuart McGill, he like he's like he like like works in Canada or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> one of those places, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> in the snowland. But um he has like three or four exercises that like has no load on the spine and just straight trains their core to work how it works, like to flex to flex like up to down he has this one where it's like the the curl up where you you're like on a sit up position but you just bring your chest to the ceiling and as high as it's basically you're just flexing your core down but not in like a sit up so it's just like I see what you mean yeah 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 so it's like a it's like a modified sit up in that way aren't, like, yeah, aren't like regular sit ups like kind of bad for your spine or yeah because they they just like it's like a cup right when you're like if you put the, put the cup on a table Without like all like the the bottom of it, it's like oh, it's just all the real. load is on that one point. And if there if that one point is a vertebrae, maybe you're not gonna feel it after like a few few weeks, few months, but whatever. But any any like compounding wear is gonna oh yeah, eventually build up over time. Yeah, and it's not even like you don't have some sort of repair for that because it's still like in your body, but like you're gonna wear it out faster than you repair it. And so, anyways, there was like. The, the first core thing was, like, for the front, was, like, a modified sit-up. The second core thing was, like, a bird dog, where it's, like, you have one, one arm, one leg extended, you're on your hands, and you one hand, one knee, and just sort of, like, consciously try to, try to, try to, you, you test the stability of your, your core, uh-huh. like, diagonally. So this, this one was, like, up to down, this is diagonal now. And then you just like you do so there's like circles with your legs and arms that oh, like wow. like sort of like challenges your core. Yeah, those suck. Like any kind of like exercise, like any kind of calisthenic where you're like holding yourself, but then you're like slowly pulsing. Holy shit, those suck. 
Yeah. Those yeah. suck. And they, like, rip. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, very... So efficient for a core. And the third thing is just, like, sidelines, which is pretty... Yeah. Pretty, standard. like, standard. But, like, kind of underrated because, like, train your side of your core. Yeah, most people but just like, want the front. Cause it's not fancy, they, yeah. yeah. But it, it works. It works. No, and you gotta, it's get, like, gotta get that V, bro. <laughs> I mean, it helps. Like, that's literally, like... He didn't, like, this, like, guy, he doesn't say, like, oh, other core is bad. He says, like, no, this is just core that won't put load on your spine. And you definitely need movement-specific training if you're, like, a fighter or something. Mm-hmm. But these are three exercises that don't put load on your spine and train your core directly without any, like, repercussions, like, as far as, like, that goes in terms of exercise. And the fourth one was, like, stir the pot where you have, like, a Swedish a Swiss ball, you know, like, the, the bouncy balls. Mm-hmm. You just, like, stir the pot and it's, like, it's so fucking hard. I hate it. Oh, like... Yeah. So, like, like while you're planking your yeah you have your while you're arms planking, you have your forearms on the ball and you just like roll it around. around. <laughs> that, that fucking built like a brick house. We did that for a few weeks. I'm gonna smash my teeth on the floor. What's gonna happen? <laughs> yeah, because like you don't want to fall. It's just like tensing. Um, no, it's gonna be like immediate. Yeah, try to try to move, <laughs> try to move, but it's so it's like uh, that's like some good core. Yeah. So okay, so I guess what is your opinion on um like heavy weight lifting? As opposed to like those kinds of like calisthenic kind of training. Well, it really depends on your goals. Like you gotta have gotta have goals, and uh, depends on where the goals, what your goals are, determines where 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 your journey is gonna look like. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I personally do a mix of both because I just like, I like not thinking a lot. So like I do weights, but I also mm-hmm. like to. To move good, so I to do, move good. So I, do <laughs> I like to move good, <laughs> but like for like upper body, it's just so much more simple to just use weights. Like yeah, instead yeah. of like I could do like handstand push up negatives, but like then I could like face like I'll just like but like I'll just do I'll just do like presses, dumbbell presses. It's so much simpler. And like once I get strong enough in that, then I'll start to work on like some controlled movements. But usually, you can get strong with either. But the thing about calisthenics is the hard limit is your body weight. Right, yeah, <laughs> So yeah, yeah. it's like, you can get... You, can I mean, get, you could kind of get a body vest, but it, even so... Yeah, I mean, once you get once you're in there and it's like blurry, kind of like weights, body weight, what? Um, yeah, what are you already putting weights on? You might as well just do Yeah, that. exactly. But like, calisthenics is so good, like... I feel like it helps like with like stabilizers in your ba- sense of balance. Stabilizers, body sense, yeah. It's like, it's like, ideally you want to go from calisthenics to weights... But most people do the opposite. But it's like, calisthenics is just like such a catch-all. It's like, you literally evolved with calisthenics. Yeah. Like that's like part of any human being's like history is like, they move and if they train, they train with their body. Or like they threw big fucking rocks or some shit. <laughs> they just pick up rocks. And yeah. Just talking about each other. Yeah. I mean, like there's a St. Patrick's Day. They do like log hurls and shit. Oh right, 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 right. Well, that's, I think that's Scotland. Wow. Well. well. One of those, one of those I know what you were talking yeah. about, but, you know, it's just culturally ignorant. Yeah, yeah <laughs> basically. And, like, it's like, like, each has its place, and it always depends on the goals of the person. But, like, usually, usually doing something is always going to be better than doing nothing. Yeah, of course. It's like, you can get stronger with your body or weights as long as you, like, have some sort of metrics to 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 record it with, like... If you do, if you can do, if you naturally can do like ten push-ups without stopping, then like you can, you can, um, you can make a workout scheme. Is like okay. Do you want to get 
more muscle control? Do you want to be, do you want to build like, you want to add volume? Because volume is usually what dictates size, even though some size add when you just do like a straight like five by five, five reps by five sets. But like, let's say you can do 10 push-ups. And so if you want to increase the number of push-ups, the way isn't to do 10 push-ups every day and then like try to add one more, one more each time. Like maybe it is at first, but like eventually you're going to have to change the way your muscles react to workout or change the workout your muscles are reacting to because your muscles are already adapted to that workout. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like when yeah. you take like a deload week and then like you switch it up for yeah. the next cycle. Yeah. So you can change that by like certain, certain, uh, parameters, like how, how, uh, slow you lower yourself. That's an eccentric movement. So it's like resisting force or it's how fast you push yourself up. That's a concentric movement. That's how it's like producing force. So usually any movement can be categorized into either of those two. If you're, if you're training for like strength, then like you're going to want to produce force. You're going to want to use a concentric movement. You're going to want to move as fast as possible, fast twitch, get that weight moving. And, um, otherwise like the strength can't be everything. Cause like yeah. you got to. Most people and like most laymen like just have to like just want to like look good or something. Mm-hmm. Like usually, if that goal is like to look good and like be like strong enough, then like you change the the parameters of the training, but to like have a certain certain uh, standardized like tempo or like the training I have now is just like I found this off online on like this. Uh, off this coach called Charles Poliquin where he has this website called Strength Sensei. It's like, it's kind of cringy, but like he has like straight yeah. up facts. It's like, okay, here's like a, here's a routine for like a busy student who just like wants like 30 minutes in the gym, like a five minute warm up, And like, it's like, oh wow, this just lays out like, okay, two upper body days, two lower body days. It's kind of like a bro split, but wait, oh, this has wide grip pull-ups, uh, dumbbell bench press, and overhead like overhead dumbbell presses and like they're like so he like explains the specifics of each like the overhead dumbbell presses are drop sets which means you take let's say you do 40 pounds you do like do the the way it's set up you do six reps of those but then immediately after you do the six reps for a up up two seconds tempo down four seconds tempo you do four reps of a lower weight and then you do in the same tempo, and then you do four more reps of even lower weight at the same tempo, and that's because the shoulders respond to volume better, because if you're trying to hold something up, or like trying to hold like a fucking elk carcass on your back, <laughs> you're gonna be using your upper upper arms and 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 upper body and all that, mm. and usually that tends to mean that people in general their upper body responds to volume better, whereas in the lower body, in terms of like strength raw strength it's like intensity intensity weight i mean usually people train their lower body with volume too but there there's like so much difference between your bicep and your deltoid in terms of like what kind of what kind of like like muscle it can have and how it responds like this routine is just sort of like in the middle like some people are going to respond to this well like it's going to have enough to stimulate your biceps so that you're like you'll have like you can notice the peak like it won't you'll get bicep size even with like I'll train them directly and like it has like a deadlift day it has like a squat day I like it because it alternates like 
like the squats with hamstring stuff. So it's like front and back and you get like one muscle stretches, the other one relaxes and it's like kind of like a synergistic effect of the Yeah, yeah. I've heard that before. Like I yeah. Like some people would just do like chest and legs or something crazy yeah. like that. And other people are like, nah, I kinda need to do like chest and back. It just feels like all yeah. out of sorts when it's not like yeah synergized together. Yeah. But But yeah the the specifics aren't really that important because at the end of the day if you go at a workout and you do the movement, it's like, it's really the intent that like gets you the results. Like yeah. you're going to improve if you push yourself to that limit of whatever you're doing, like strength, power, endurance, size, whatever you're doing. It's like the intent at the, at the end of the day, at the, at the beginning of the workout is what determines whether you get better at what you're trying to get better. Like exercise is the, it's the, um, the Swiss army knife of like improving like everything it's like exercise get exercise get good sleep and nutrition is such a fucking muddy mess of a of a field in, in, in the world but exercise and sleep like you can't really argue that without <laughs> sounding like a like a dummy <laughs> Like, no, you don't, don't, don't get too much exercise. Like, okay. And then the examples they put up is like these marathon runners that do like marathon every month. It's like, okay, they're going to wear it. There's the, the body is like, like the, the layman is like going to go jogging. Like, yeah. Like I'm going to start miles. at Cameron Haynes level. Yeah. He's just running about 250. Like yeah, crazy. It's like... <laughs> That's just silly. Yeah. I, I understand. So you're. Yeah, I agree with that. What was the original question again? <laughs> what you <asked> me? <laughs> no, I mean we were we were just talking about exercise science. Yeah, I actually yeah, wanted yeah. to to just go off that. Like, what are your thoughts on, like, um, like isometrics? Is that even useful? Or like, I, it's so unpopular today. But also, and just to go off of that, like, do you think jujitsu is primarily more like resistance based? But there's also moments where you explode as well. Yeah, I know? mean, you can't really. Yeah, you can't. You can't really just like settle on one one sort of uh movement because you you throughout your day you do eccentric movements like when you take a step it's like that's an eccentric movement running or walking is like you're taking a step and your body's resisting resisting the ground as like with that step and when you when you pick something up it's a concentric movement and when you like you're gonna hold something like you gotta like in jiu-jitsu usually like when you're setting something up, you're holding one thing in place and moving something else. Like if you're um, if you're doing a hip bump sweep, like yeah, one arm posted. That's you're not you're not you know like trying to kind of a bad example, but like you're just trying to post your arm. Like your your biceps and triceps aren't like moving. You're yeah. just like straight, and it's like. Well, I was thinking more of if you're like on bottom side control and you're trying to like just frame out, you know, that's kind of a resistance where the guy's just trying to like smash you into the keep right. you down. That's a, that's isometric. Yeah, as opposed to like, like I guess like a scramble, you know, like you shoot yeah. like a really bad single and he takes your back and you just, you know, it's a scramble. Like that would be explosive, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so, I don't know. I guess it would depend on actually like the yeah. jujitsu player's game whether or not they, they have a slow, methodical like, like that's how I gravitate towards. I'm very like. A t- very tight game, like rubber guard. Like obviously, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't like people like running around or doing loose things, and I just like slowly hone in on that. But other people, they just like to fucking go and do the like the kimura roll yeah. and just like I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, jujitsu at its essence is just, like 
Oh, it's awesome. It's play. It's, perfect. it's just play. It's like sport. It's perfect. It's, it's like, like even it's like play at its almost purest form, especially nogi. It's just like that's how that's how like you see like fucking like lion cubs like I know. I know it's awesome. Essentially just, what it is like, like bear cubs are just like yeah, grabbing singles. Basically flipping like, each oh, other. This, this animal is doing jujitsu. Oh wait, no, that's just animals moving yeah. and wrestling. <laughs> wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> It's like, you're not going to have, like, you could, maybe you're going to have, like, in a certain player's game, they're going to be more explosive and, like, do train concentrics more or something. But usually, like, you're going to want to catch all of, like, strength and conditioning. Yeah, you're eventually going to want something that brings everything together so that you're just, like, well-rounded. Because, like, there are times, like, everyone's going to eventually come to a point where they have to use each of the different kinds of movements. Right, yeah. So, so it's just like it's just ways it's really just ways to parameterize like an exercise um, regimen because like the more ways you can categorize something the better you can design it yeah but um, usually I just stick to this this uh, regular that's just my foot yeah uh-huh. <laughs> I stick to this regular routine sometimes I swap out like I do I do pistol squats so I'm trying to I'm trying to get my reps up to like 10 I'm at like 3 right now and uh, sometimes I alternate that with hamstrings, sometimes I don't, just how I'm feeling. If I have jiu-jitsu the next day, and then I try to, like, not... Do, like, <laughs> not wreck it. I do, like, ten sets of a uh, leg leg day. Or, um... If I do, like... I can't, If I do, like, wide pull-ups, I might, like, change the width sometimes. That usually, like... So, like, change the muscles that are used, which, like... Like, in wide pull-ups, you use your rear, rear delts a little bit, and you're, like, your chest is up to the bar... But the narrower you go, you're kind of, like, straighter and you use your biceps more. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, I should really track my weights and, like, make sure I'm progressing. <laughs> but, like, some days I just feel like shit. And it's like, I can't record this. Maybe I can, but, like, <laughs> like if you feel bad. It's just not going to record it. <laughs> like, I, I have, like, a general idea of, like, okay, I'm not, I'm, like, plateauing here. But that's not because I'm being a little bitch in the gym. Like, I'm not, it's not, like, a outstanding issue. I mean, like, okay, my, is my nutrition on point? Like, I'm just being, I'm just being, like, not pushing it. If you, you want to, like, get improved, you got to push your limits. Get, a lot of people get those noob gains. Like, don't last forever. Can't just keep adding 10 pounds every time you go back to the gym. <laughs> got to start, got to start getting to that, that exercise science. <laughs> exercise <laughs> So, it's, like... It's like it's such a complicated thing that like isn't isn't managed well in like education like schools and shit. Fucking fucking PE class, man. I guess it was fine. We just played like handball sometimes, but <laughs> but like I don't fucking like running. Hated that. Yeah. No one knew running what running mechanics was. All these fucking thick ass heels on sneakers. Give me. Let me use my toes. Do you run with the uh, the toe shoes? What are they called? Vibrams, maybe? No, no I don't run. No, <laughs> I don't run. Yes. <laughs> if I run, it's for like jujitsu warm up, and at that point, I'm not wearing any shoes. Bro, that's not even running. This is like a three minute jog. Shut around. up. <laughs> I do. I do high high knees. Yeah, and then butt like, kickers too. Yeah, butt kickers. <laughs> it's the same thing every day. That's so funny. Uh, and always shrimping, always. Yeah, shrimp. Shrimping. Yeah, shrimping. You're just like you're like on the ground, like you're on your back, and then you like have one foot, and you 
push push and scoot your butt and you try to touch your own foot and it moves your hips out from under uh, you're like your opponent's weight what basically you have two points of contact and it's your like the ball of your feet and yeah. your shoulder and so while you're on the ground like this you press the ball of your feet into the ground you pivot so you your hips move back but your shoulder like turns okay and so you turn like that and then once you gather back you're like your hips stay where they are and your shoulders come up you just repeat that gotcha yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna do it, man. It, it, yeah, because yeah, it's just like it's. But you could explain like what it's used for. Yeah, it's like he's used to get distance, so you can. So it's like here, and you're like the guy's like pushed up against yeah. you, and then you would. Oh jeez, which. <laughs> pick a foot. Yeah, it's just like you kind of like pivot. And you push your hips out. Oh, sick. So they're they're still here, but like they're not controlling yeah, it's your. Emotion we do and. As part of our breakfast warm up, your breakfast warm up. Yeah. Oh shit. It's yeah. similar. We do like expansion and re- expanding and retracting. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's modern dance. That's uh, modern dance. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's movement. It's yeah. Modern. There's just like there's jujitsu, which is like throwing your, which is like throwing your spirit against another person's spirit in like competition, and then there's dance, which is like people who are deciding to do something predetermined that is a representation of or a communication of something right yeah like yeah. it's it's like the collaborative versus the uh competitive and like yeah but but it's using the same not always the same skills i don't know i just find that really interesting that like yeah they're very close and like along the same kind yeah. of vein i feel I feel the like a lot of... goals are just a little... Just like, movement, different. yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of, like, the 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu guys, a lot of, like, the top tier, um, like Giovanni and uh, Richie Martinez, the Martinez brothers. I don't know. Like, I know... Do you, I don't know if you follow that, Lee. I don't but, follow uh, that. No, know. they're both breakdancers. And they're, yeah, like, top tier, like, 10th Planet style. And then they're just, like, really good. They have, like, stupid flexibility... And it's just like, oh, works. Because I think they just have that kinetic sense where you're like, if you're doing like air flares, then be <laughs> chances are you probably know exactly where your body is yeah. for like everything. So they can like do spins and invert on their head on a dime. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, damn, damn. Yeah, it's super crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, if, I, if I can get my eczema in check, I'd be like, Jiu Jitsu is my like fifth or sixth class. Yeah. Do you think like diet could. Oh, ameliorate yeah. it. Oh yeah, I've like I've like been mindful of when I've had more or less meat in my diet, and it's like usually like more, especially like badly sourced meat, is like goes hand in hand with more like systemic inflammation or me just feeling like wonky. Mm-hmm. But like usually, yeah. and all of that, I say that word too. <laughs> yeah, but usually it's because like the meat is like badly sourced, like from the dining hall or some shit. It's not not grass fed, which is like kind of memed but like it's not really like a meme because like grass-fed beef literally has a one-to-one ratio of omega-3 fatty acids to omega-6 and i have no idea what that means so omega-3 fatty acids break this down for us (laughs) omega-3 fatty acids are short chain i think no no okay omega-3 fatty acids are fatty acid that are it is um essential in the diet and omega-6 fatty acid is also essential to the diet. The problem is that most conventional factory farm meats are way skewed in omega-6, which is like a 1 to 24 ratio of omega-3 to omega-6. Whereas grass-fed is a 1 to 1. But the, the reason these 
these fats are important is because omega-3 is like, it's like, especially when you get the right amount in your diet, it's way, way less inflammation in your body. That's why people take fish oil pills. Yeah. People eat flax and chia and all that shit. Because <laughs> they have, they have omega-3s. Like, there's a lot more in, like, fish oil. Because, like, it's from the sea. It's like, it's not going to get, not going to get more grass-fed wild-grown than that. Sushi. Sushi. <laughs> Sushi buffet. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, it's like, I don't know the exact, exact science, but, like, it's like, you, there's, like, so many studies that, like, confirm that, uh, having a balanced omega-3 omega-6 diet is like one of like the big hitters of like controlling inflammation in the body because you're literally depleting like a nutrition nutritious aspect of meat that like wild meat usually has like mm-hmm. when you domestic when you factory farm like any food like you factory process any food it's like you're gonna deplete it to something like it's like we just you just need it in the body. It's an essential yeah. fat. Okay. Well. But like. Yeah. But I do like that. There's like kind of this resurgence of, like, looking at a person's diet before like, you know, throwing them up on like morphine and like sure. codeine and stuff. You know. Yeah, unless you're in Florida when it's like ten times the, the opioid prescription rate. Oh, but it's like retirement place. You know, there's giving them. <laughs> Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not the old people that are taking the opioids. <laughs> are you sure? Not, maybe. Opioids. Fuck. Bad. Bad news bears. Bad on that. Sorry, <laughs> that was like. Oh. God. But um. Yeah, I. I have a um. I have an intellectual hard on for Rhonda Patrick. Nice. It's serious. <laughs> Yeah, she's like I actually just got I got my vitamin D tested over the last couple of days ago. I'm deficient, but I'm close. I'm close. Like after uh, I've been like supplementing like inconsistently over the winter, but like if I get like consistently do it for a couple of weeks, go back to normal just in time for the sun to come back. Just in time for the sun. But uh, vitamin D is crazy. Like Lauren Patrick's like vitamin D is crazy. It's like mod like modulates like. A thousand genes, like nine hundred genes. It's like, it's crazy. Like I didn't know. That. Like that just means like, it's like, it's like a lot of genes. Like you got you got a gene that like that makes you like your ears turn to ears. Like <laughs> your ears. Like, like you got like all these genes that like was affected by this like hormone, where it's like, it's, it's just a hormone that is made when the sun hits your skin. It's like that's a lot of things. Like you people people feel depressed without it. Like. That's a, there's a reason. Yeah. Like, you gotta get more vitamin D. Like, eat some fish. Even then, it's not enough. Like, in the winter, you gotta, like, actually supplement. Because, like, it's, it's whack. Really? So, like, you would... Like, if... Because, like, it's, like, like, a daily thing. Oh, with, like, fish oil and... Yeah. Or, like, or I mean, uh, vitamin D. Yeah. Because, like, you can't, you can't take a mega dose of, like, a week's worth of vitamin D one day and think it's gonna be the same as taking that oh. spread throughout the week. It's It's not. It's, like... People who are in like near the equator and get more sun, are gonna on average have more consistent levels of vitamin D, mm-hmm. especially if they eat and be outside at the same time or immediately after, because that's when the food is like all digesting and you know, like supplements say like take it with a meal. There's a reason for that. 
Oh. Because all the food interacts in a way. Wow. It's that fast? You just, like, really absorb in your skin that fast, though, or? Yeah. I mean, like, it's like, like, you can eat it and, like, get up casually, go for a walk, and, like, you'll be fine. But, like, there's, like, the study of, like, Hawaiian skaters that, like, were all, like, mostly deficient in vitamin D. Because they weren't, like, they're eating, but, like, it was, like, inside in the shade or something. And they're skating. It was, like, on the sun. Like, the they're very far apart. Like, I don't know, it's just one study. But, like, you can, you can like, like think, like, oh. Because, like, to get your adequate level of vitamin D, if you're in a t-shirt and shorts, it's, like, 30 minutes. Oh. 30 minutes in the sun. Yeah. Oh. It's, like, nothing at all. Get, get your arms, get your legs, get your neck. That's, like, that's a good amount. Like... Like, even if you're, like, you're black as night, like, it's gonna be an hour. I still, like, not much out of the day. Like, yeah. if you're not outside for an hour, like, you're... I don't know. Like, oh, boy. <laughs> get, out of, get out of your cubicle, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, like, if, like, if it's made, if you get that adequate level in that short amount of time, like, that's about, that's about the time a meal takes. Yeah. Like, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. I took a nutrition class... It's like there are vitamins and minerals that are separately water soluble and fat soluble, mm-hmm. and so you're gonna need fats or water eaten to absorb them. Yeah, all. yeah, and so it's also another thing about vitamin D. If that is your fat, if you're fat, you're gonna have some vitamin D in those in those fat cells. Mm-hmm. You gotta get a little more sun to get the adequate level in the in the bloodstream and the hor- and affecting the hormones right. But there's a reason why you need to get like a a broad diet like. And why, like, avocados are, like, consistent, like, no one's ever said, like, avocados are bad for you without, like, a very specific study, without other studies reviewing that study and backing up. Yeah. Like, avocados have, like, good, good fat. Like... The good, good fat? It's, good, good, it's, like, like, unsaturated, which is not, not necessarily bad, but, like, it's a vegetable, so it's gonna be good for you. <laughs> it's got fat... And vegetable fat is, like, unprocessed vegetable fat is, like, you're A-OK. Unless you eat, like, 10 avocados in a sitting. Like, I... Just I... <laughs> eat all the avocados. All the avocado toast. <laughs> hey, man. I like that stuff. It's so good. Oh, man. Don't even get me started on bread. <laughs> Don't even get me started. But, yeah. All right. We'll say that for another time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, my man. It's a good time, man. It was a good time. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs>